0: Hey there, it's Lauren Hooker, and this is the podcast version of my weekly LChat live stream. The video version of this episode has some really useful visuals, a comment section to interact with other viewers, and even a short Q&A at the end. So if you want to check that out, head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash LChat, where you'll find this and lots of other episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hi there, and welcome to LCHAT, a weekly power hour of practical tips and strategies to help you start and scale your creative business. I'm your host, Lauren Hooker, and in today's episode, I'm turning the common approach to webinars on its head. Because what comes to mind when you hear the word webinar? Due to either tuning into a webinar or trying to host one yourself, you probably think of an hour-long live video stream of helpful information that eventually ends in a sales pitch. We've been conditioned to believe that the only way to use a webinar for our business is to sell, and I don't know about you, but that's annoying from an attendee perspective and really overwhelming from a host perspective. But webinars don't have to be solely used for promotion. They don't have to be hosted once in a blue moon, and they definitely don't have to be salesy. In this week's L chat, I'm sharing how a non-salesy weekly webinar series can not only benefit but transform your business. Let's dive in. But with that said, I'm just going to jump into the content. So um, why I wanted to talk about this topic. This is something that I've wanted to talk about for a really long time. Why do I host these weekly webinars? What are the benefits? Um, And why don't we see more people hosting weekly webinars? Um, That is what has really blown my mind because there are so many benefits of hosting webinars in general, but especially hosting weekly webinars. Um, I actually stumbled into weekly webinars. If y'all have been following along with Ellen Company for any length of time, maybe back to before January of last year, you might remember L Chats being on Twitter. And um, that was great. I did Twitter chats, which used to be a lot more popular. People would tune in for an hour. I'd have a topic. I'd ask questions. People would retweet the question and then answer the question. And it was really great for engagement and just getting to know people in the Ellen Company community and the audience. Um, But it wasn't super visual. You were limited into how many words you could say. Um, and I really wanted a visual platform. I wanted to be able to teach more. I love being able to foster a conversation, and I still love doing that through the comment section, the questions of weekly webinars. Um, but I really wanted the video component too. And we'll see in a second that. Um, that's the way everything's headed. If, if you've been paying attention to Facebook, Instagram, everything's headed toward a live video component. And so um, webinars are awesome for that. So why I made the switch? Number one, I wanted a visual outlet, especially for a creative business. If you are in a creative business that's very visual, whether it is design, event planning, photography, um, web design, whatever it might be, Webinars give you a visual outlet. I love being able to share these slides. I love being able to share my screen. Um, And so webinars are awesome for that. I also wanted to invite guests on. And I wanted to be able to teach information, like I said, while maintaining that live interaction that I was getting in the weekly L chats on Twitter. I also saw that no one else was doing this. So I thought it was a cool opportunity to try something different and differentiate myself from Um, everyone else in the industry, because I saw people doing podcasts, and I saw using people using webinars to sell, primarily to sell, and I had, um, I just wanted to do something different. But at that time, when I moved into webinars, I had no idea how many added benefits there would be um, from making the switch to webinars, and I continue to come across more and more benefits. I had to narrow it down today because we only have an hour and I wanted to be able to answer your questions. Um, but I continue to come across ways that these L chats um, have really benefited and transformed Ellen Company, and I don't say that lightly. Um, so you might have seen webinars before and maybe even participated in webinars that are basically um, tools to sell. So, you jump into a webinar you 're promised a bunch of tips and and um, tricks and strategies, and you get there and there might be a couple good tips in the beginning and then they they start into a sales pitch and so that 's not only annoying for attendees but i've even considered doing these types of webinars in the past, and it 's been really overwhelming. I am not a good salesperson, and so I like to use. These webinars a little bit differently. I love just to provide helpful content week after week, like I would in a podcast or in blog posts or in newsletters, um, and do it in a visual format and just give people tons of helpful content. And I do this for a few reasons. Here are some of the benefits of hosting a weekly webinar if you aren't convinced. Number one is increased engagement. trust this is huge Um, and I can't stress enough just how important trust is and I know I say this week after week probably a couple times in each webinar but I can't stress enough um, that if people don't trust you they aren't going to buy from you they're not going to book your services they're not going to buy your courses they are not going to purchase your products Um, they they're not going to connect with you and engage with you and buy from you if they don't trust you. And so weekly webinars are a fantastic way to build trust. Um, and they're also super engaging. So did you know, this is a little fact, I thought these statistics were crazy, um, but I don't doubt them. Live video is more appealing to brand audiences. And here are some statistics that back that up. 80% of people would rather watch live video from a brand than read a blog. Um, so, and this is easy to know why this kind of content, video content is much easier to digest than sitting down and reading a blog post. While you might not be able to watch a video when you're at work and listen to the audio, maybe blog posts are better in that situation. Um, but most people would much rather sit down and watch. Than read a long blog post so that's the way it's headed it's easier to digest it doesn't really feel like work and eighty two percent of people prefer live video from a brand to even social posts and that's why you see things popping up like Facebook live and Instagram live and that sort of thing and it's easy to understand why people prefer live video because it's unscripted content from the host you can even hear me saying, um, this is not scripted. <laughs> um, I'm I'm talking to you like I would be talking to you if we were out for coffee and talking one-on-one. Um, yeah, it's more personable and more relatable. When you're on a webinar, people get to see your mannerisms. They get to hear your voice. I think it's funny that people who followed along with the Ellen Company blog, blog for a long time, when they come in and hear... Um, hear my voice for the first time on a webinar or on Facebook Live or Instagram stories, they're always surprised by my Southern accent, which is hilarious. Um, But you get to know me a little bit better through tuning in to an L chat because you get to hear my voice and you get to see my mannerisms. And hopefully it starts to feel like you know me. And the same would be true for you with weekly webinars. People start to feel like they know you and that builds trust. You also have the participation aspect of live video rather than recorded video. When it's live, you can tune in the comments. I can read your comments and interact with you. You can ask questions. You can participate in the polls. There's a lot of options for engagement when you do live video as opposed to recorded video that's cleaned up, that's scripted, not as personable, um, and feels a little bit more salesy, whereas live video um is a lot more informal doesn't feel salesy and encourages participation and whether you choose to acknowledge it or not live video is the future for businesses that's the way it's headed rita says she's part of the 20 percent who doesn't prefer video over reading a blog post and i i could probably relate to that i love reading but um statistics show that we are the minority rita and everyone else um, is headed toward live videos. so we better jump on board. Um, and when you host weekly webinars, the result is that your audience begins to feel like they know you. They feel like you're a trusted friend. Um, if they do end up meeting you in person, they're really not surprised because they feel like they know you already. they also begin to experience your teaching style firsthand. So if you hope to move into coaching, if you hope to move into courses, um, speaking engagements, even with your clients, if you do design work like I do, um, or yeah, with coaching, um, people can see your teaching style, um, see your mannerisms, and see all of that and get a good idea of what to expect if they hire you. I also love weekly webinars because I hate selling. And that's why I love blog posts and newsletters is because you can sell more organically. If you're a business, you have to get over not wanting to sell, but you don't have to do it in a super salesy way. So weekly webinars allow you to organically talk about your products and your services. They can naturally come up um, when you're talking about certain topics. You can gear your topics around your products and services um, in a more organic way. You can start planting seeds for new offerings. You can do it in a way that's authentic While still being strategic, um, it doesn't have to be manipulative and it definitely doesn't have to feel salesy. Your audience also starts to trust you because you're providing value. They go into a weekly webinar and they don't feel like they're being sold to every single time or that you want to take from them. Instead, you're giving to them. So they're naturally going to want to sign up for weekly webinars because you're giving them free content um, and you're helping them and they will also start to prioritize your content. Um, They'll start, hopefully, Some of you, I know Suzanne tunes in almost every single week to these L Chats from Norway. Um, They mark out that time in their calendar and and start to make it part of their routine. They start to prioritize your weekly webinars like they would a TV show um, that comes on every week. And so that's the hope is that you get that kind of engagement. You build that kind of trust with people that they want to come back week after week And that makes it so much easier when it comes time to offer something new, um, to launch a new product or service and go to sell it. It'll be so much easier. So a couple ways of engagement. Denmark, I'm sorry, Suzanne, I should have known that. After I said it, I was like, man, I think I botched that. I'm so sorry. I won't forget it now. Um, But you can see in this Crowdcast window, and I took a screenshot of it for those of you who are watching the webinar. Just the ability to ask a question. We already have seven questions in here from y'all that I'm excited to answer. Um, The ability to ask polls and have the comment section leads to more engagement in these webinars and allows me to interact with each one of you personally, um, which is a lot of fun. So number one benefit is engagement and trust. Number two is an influx of new email subscribers. This is something that I wasn't wasn't even really on my radar. It should have been um, when I first started, but I wasn't putting a ton of time and effort into growing my mailing list. And honestly, at that time, January of 2016, um, I was just starting to buy into... Um, The benefits of starting a mailing list and later that year I would run a validation sequence and do a launch through it and be totally convinced But at that time I didn't switch over to doing weekly webinars for this reason. However if you look here um, Every single time that someone signs up for an all chat webinar they sign up with their email and um, Their name and so I know Who's tuning in? I can't automatically add those emails to my list. That's illegal. But what I do is I connect Crowdcast to ConvertKit through using Zapier or Zapier. I never know how to say that. I should know. Um, But I use it to connect the two and to end up sending them an email saying, if you sign up for this L chat, so all of you who tuned in. who are tuning into the L chat right now and tuning in live to the webinar, or you're watching the replay have already seen this. Um, I can't automatically add your email address to my list, but I do send you an email that says, if you enjoy this L chat, you would probably enjoy my weekly newsletter. And I give them the opportunity to click a button and opt into the newsletter. And you can see as of last week when I was creating these slides, Zapier. Thank you, Michelle. That's what I thought. Zaps, Zapier. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, but you can see that as of last week, I had nearly 6,000 newsletter subscribers simply from El Chat registrations, which is awesome. I didn't have to do any extra work to grow my list. Actually, this is one of the best ways and simplest ways and most effective ways that I've found for growing the Ellen Company list. And I've found... I need to do a little bit more research on this um, and pull up the numbers to prove it to y'all maybe in a blog post in the future. But I found that the people who subscribe to the list from the L chat are way more engaged and end up opening more more of my emails and clicking on links and that sort of thing. Um, So this has been so incredibly helpful. Here's a look at my incentive email. Um. I'm about to fix this, too, because I realize that y'all get an email every single time you sign up for an L Chat that invites you to subscribe to the newsletter, even if you've already subscribed. So I'm so sorry about that. Thank you all for bearing with me. But you can see in the message, it says, thanks so much for signing up for an L Chat. If you enjoyed the helpful content in the webinar, you might also enjoy the weekly action tips I send in my newsletter each Tuesday. You can sign up here, and then I have a subscribe button. Best wishes, and I hope to see you in another L Chat soon. Super easy um, on my end hopefully really easy on your end too when you sign up um, but yeah zapier helps me connect the two and you could do the same thing in mailchimp or um whatever um, app you use to keep up with your list then you can start using your list once you have people on your list to point back to your webinars, so they go hand in hand just like blogs Um, so they go back and, so they go hand in hand because you can, every time someone signs up for your webinars, they can opt into your list and you can use your list to point people back to your webinars, generate more engagement. Um, I think this is a great way to keep people returning. I recently segmented my list so people who want to know about L chats every week can know about the L chat and subscribe. And I saw, I think an 80% open rate and almost a 50% click rate from that, which was awesome. Again, um, you guys who tune into L chats are very engaged and I'm grateful for that. Um, Again, shows you how helpful video content is for those of you who might still be a little skeptical even after that that great percentage of 80 and 82%. Uh, But you can use your list to point people back and you can take it one step further when you segment your list because based on your webinar topics, you can start tagging those new subscribers according to their interests. So for example, I have done webinars in the past on Squarespace. If I'm thinking about offering something on Squarespace, I can tag those people because I know they're already interested in Squarespace, and I can send emails out to them if I have a new offering that has something to do with Squarespace, which I might be doing in the very near future. Um, You can also, whatever the topic is that you're teaching about or talking about in your webinar, you can add a tag your list and start to keep up with people and segment your list that way. You can t- then target those tags for new content and offerings. So you can get very strategic um, as you go along, which I think is awesome. And I'm starting to venture more and more into that. But if it, at the very least, one of the biggest benefits is being able to grow your list from these weekly webinars. Number three, this is another huge one, repurposed content. I know some of you fear all the work that goes into hosting a weekly webinar, and I'm not going to lie here. It does take time to think up topics and for me to create slides, which honestly, I love creating the slides. Um, That's one of my favorite parts of preparing for webinars, but it takes a lot of time Um, And then it takes an hour out of every weekday to host them live, which I really enjoy doing too. Um, Once you get the hang of it, it's really not that bad. It's a little awkward at first when you're in a room all by yourself and you know people are watching you, but you can't see their faces. Um, But I really do enjoy it. So you put all this time and effort into preparing and hosting these webinars but you get to repurpose the content in so many ways and I continue to come across ways to repurpose Ellen Company content. Here's a few things that I do every time I finish these L Chat webinars with the help of my assistants. Um, but even if they weren't here I would do them too. We take the video. Crowdcast allows you to download the video right away. Not only to post the replay right on the same page and make it people for, easy for people to access, but Um, You can download the video. So we upload it to YouTube and we're able to expand our reach through YouTube, especially on certain topics, depending on what you're talking about in your weekly webinars. So that's a super easy way to repurpose content. Again, video content is much more digestible and people are more interested in it. So YouTube is an awesome place to put your replays. The Ellen Company blog. I do a blog post not only for show notes, but also just to bring it to people's attention. People are you know, used to following along with the Ellen Company blog, it pops up on feed readers. And so an easy way to repurpose the content is to put it on the Ellen Company blog. And I have a slide for this. Um, if you go to the blog, you can see my show notes and I include a few different things in them, which I'll tell you about in a second. I also have an L chat archive on the Ellen Company site. If you go to ellencompany.com lchat L chat, you can see all of the old L chats. Um, and I'll link you right to those show notes. I also am doing a Facebook live event at this very moment. And so you can repurpose the content right to Facebook and generate more engagement that way. For those of you who are tuning in on Facebook, hello. And I also have been able to take the content and repurpose the audio into a new podcast on iTunes. So I've been able to expand my reach to YouTube, to the blog, to Facebook live and to iTunes without doing very much work. And that's huge. That's that's If you all are trying to post to all of these different platforms separately, you know how much work it's going to take. If you can just take the work that you're already doing and repurpose it on all these platforms, it saves you a ton of time. It expands your reach, and it's video content. So you're killing a ton of birds with one stone. So every time that I do publish the content to the Ellen Company blog, like I showed you a second ago, um, the show notes that I put in there, I include an embedded Replay. So Crowdcast not only allows you to download the video, but it also allows you to embed the video. It gives you a little code, and you can put it right into a blog post or a page on your website. And instead of showing the video right away, it has another little opt-in. And so you can start to collect email addresses right from that blog post, too, and grow your list that way. It's pretty awesome. And uh, people can watch this Chat right from the blog. They don't even have to go to another window. I can also share the slides if I wanted to, which I, I thought of this this week for repurposing content. Since I go through the trouble of creating slides, I could also share them on SlideShare. But since I have the slides right in the blog post, people can share those slides and pin them to Pinterest, and I can get more traffic that way. Which is awesome. Um, I share mentioned links in there. So if I mention anything in these L chats and you didn't catch the link, you can go to those show notes. Um, I put the podcast audio right in there so you can listen to it on iTunes or you can listen to it right from that post. And then, and guys, this is another huge thing I put the full transcript. So every time this L chat is done, my assistant Marissa. Downloads the video and sends it off to rev.com, R E V.com to have a transcript made. And they charge like a dollar per minute. So it can add up throughout the month. But um, for people who don't prefer live video, I think it was Rita that said that earlier. Um, I'm not going to scroll through the content or the comments, but I think it was Rita who said, I would rather read a blog post. You can, because the transcript's right there. Not only that, but SEO, it's huge. So the thing about videos that is a little less than ideal is that they aren't scannable by Google. They can't crawl your video for keywords, unfortunately. But when you have the transcript there, you naturally have all of these keywords that you're saying. and. Um, Google can search it, and your SEO will go up on those topics, which is pretty awesome. So it's the best of all worlds. So you can see how these L chats take a couple hours out of my week, but in the long run, I'm able to repurpose the content, get more emails, um, do a podcast off of it, have a full transcript that helps with SEO, and I'm able to expand my reach that is a ton of benefits. Um, So I hope you're convinced already. If not, I have one more benefit for you. But this is a look at the replay page too. Um, SuzanneRev.com did the transcribing. They have a bunch of people who transcribe and they turn it around within 24 hours, which is pretty incredible. So we've been really pleased with them. Um, But here's my replay page too. So the awesome thing is that the content isn't only around just for the live option. It stays up so people can come back and watch past L chats. That content is evergreen so you can continue to point people to it again and again and again. Oh, I lied. I have five benefits. Number four expanded reach with minimal effort. And I mentioned that briefly a moment ago. Um, oh, but here's another. Another awesome thing that I didn't mention a moment ago, expanded reach not only through repurposed content on on sites like YouTube, Facebook Live, and that sort of thing, but also through inviting on guests and highlighting guests who have a different audience uh, full of potential clients and customers. You're able to expand your reach by having guests on. I hope to have a few on in the future, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to get back to that. But you can expand your reach into new audiences. A couple weeks ago in an L chat, I was talking about how our industries can get so ingrown. It feels like everyone's following the same people. But when you bring on guests who are similar to you and have a sister audience but don't have um, all the people that are following along with you, you're able to open up your business to new people and break into other networks, which is awesome. It's also a really great reason if you've been wanting to reach out to someone and network with them and start to build connections with industry leaders, you have an awesome reason to simply by inviting them onto your weekly webinars every week. Um, So it's another awesome way to not only expand your reach, but also network with other people in your industry. And number five, and this is another benefit, that I'm about to break into is an opportunity for another income stream. So once you get what weekly webinars up and running, I've been doing mine for about two years now. I'm about to venture into live sponsored ads. Now I know what some of you are thinking ads can be a little icky. However, live ads could be really fun. So inviting some brands on, maybe even some of you are interested in Um, advertising in this way, maybe you have a product or service that's coming up that you want to advertise, I can invite you on for 30 seconds to a minute. You can talk all about it. I think it's super fun. Nobody else is doing this and you could get really creative with it. So that's where I'm about to venture into. But another income stream is another really helpful benefit. So if you're interested, reach out to me, Ellen Company Design, uh, hello at ellencompanydesign.com. Hello, at and Company Design. Email me. Um, all right. So hopefully you're convinced that you should be doing weekly webinars. No one else is doing it. People are doing podcasts. They do have video podcasts now, which I've thought about doing a video podcast version too, which would basically be the same thing in another way to repurpose content. Hopefully you're convinced. Um, but you might be a little overwhelmed about where to start. So how do you start these weekly webinar series? i'm here to help number one choose a platform you can see which platform i love i had tried three other platforms before stumbling upon crowdcast at the recommendation of both jamie from spruce road and paul jarvis um, i'm indebted to them because it has been a huge game changer but i tried webinar ninja i tried it i tried um webinar jam and GoToWebinar and it was so frustrating. Um, they could, they didn't look the way that I wanted them to. They were hard to set up. Um, they weren't dependable. And so here's why I love Crowdcast. Just a few simple reasons. I have 10 here. Um, first is that it's super easy to set up. I can set up a webinar in two minutes flat. in and get it done in no time. Um, It's also very user friendly. I enjoy using it from a host perspective. I hope y'all who are tuning into L chats live week after week or watching the replay find it super user friendly too. Um, There's not even any scrolling involved from that window. Um, It's really easy to access replays. You just go back to the same link where you registered. The polls, the comments, the Q&A, all of those um, ways that people can engage are really awesome, especially separating the comments from the questions section. I love that. And the polls are really fun, too. I can also see stats and analytics, which I love. So I can see where people are tuning in from, who, which people are the most engaged and answer questions or participate in the comments. It's really cool. I also really appreciate the email registration. So again, for growing my list. That's been huge. Um, there's a subscribe and follow option. So you can follow along with accounts. So if you want to follow along with me, you can click on, I think there's a button with my face on it. I don't know from my side of the screen, but I know on your side of the screen, you can find it. Um, and you can follow along with me and be notified every time new L chats um, pop up. There's also an embeddable window, which I told you about a second ago, so I can take a code, put it in blog posts, put it on another page of my website, and people can sign up right from that page. There's also a prominent call to action. I don't use these all the time, but if you have like a free opt-in or something like that or a page of your website that you want to send people to, a big green button appears um, for a call to action which is awesome, and I can screen share with y'all, which is how you're able to see the slides right now. But as I was creating this, I was I was thinking and getting ready for the LChat today and thinking about Crowdcast in particular, and I always forget the biggest reason I love Crowdcast, and I never share about it. I don't know why, but it's dependability. I have never, fingers crossed, had an issue with streaming live on LChat. Um, and I had hiccups with this all the time on other webinar platforms, and it was so embarrassing because it looked like I didn't have my stuff together. Um, but Crowdcast, it works every single time. Watch, I'll say that, and some freak accident will happen next week. But um, I've been doing it for on Crowdcast for about two years now. Yeah, I think that's right. And so I've never had an issue. It's been awesome. All right. So once you choose a platform, I highly suggest Crowdcast. Um, invest in good equipment. So I've I've gone through a couple different um, pieces of equipment. You don't have to spend a bunch of money for this, but it does make um, a difference, especially for audio. But I use, you can't see it right now, but it's a Logitech C920 HD Pro webcam. And it's really easy. I just hook it on the top of my laptop. Um, the quality is pretty good. The lighting in my apartment makes me look like a ghost, but that's not the webcam's fault. Um, But yeah, it's a USB. Plug it into my computer. I could host these from anywhere because it's so little and mobile. Um, I also use this Rode Podcaster USB dynamic microphone. Love it. I used to have a Blue Yeti. It wasn't as dependable. Um, The sound quality wasn't as great. It was cheaper than the Rode Pod- Podcaster. I think it's a couple hundred dollars, um, but it's well worth it. The boom is not included and the shock mount. So you might want to buy those too. Um, you can see, move it real quick, this arm um, for my audio. It takes away some of the bounce. So if I hit my um, desk or... Inevitably, my cat likes to jump up on my desk when I do live webinars. It doesn't mess up the audio or make any other noise um, because of the boom and the, especially the shock mount. So that those are the tools I use. Um, a few hundred dollars in all. You can start out with maybe not even a webcam and a blue Yeti and upgrade as you go. But if you're going to start from scratch and you really want it to be worth your while, I would suggest um the webcam from Logitech, the Rode Podcasting mic, and then the Shock Mount and the Boom. And I think Amazon Prime has um, a discounted price if you buy the po- Rode Podcaster mic, the Shock Mount and the Boom all together too. Um, number three, start brainstorming content and a name. I know I have a question in there, so I'm not going to go into detail about it um, quite yet, but how to consistently come up with new topics, because I know that. Task can be a little bit daunting. Um, First, pay attention to FAQs. FAQs are an awesome place to start. I say this with any content. If you get asked questions all the time on certain topics, those are a great place to start for the content that you're sharing, especially in weekly webinars. Uh, Poll your audience and ask them for feedback. So I did this in the Ellen Company Facebook group. The community on there is awesome. I asked them, what L chat topics would you like to see? And they gave me a slew of them. um, And that was super helpful. Bring on guests. That's a great way to come up with new topics. What is their wheelhouse? Or maybe even just get them to share their story of how they got started. Um, And then consider specific takeaways. You're not going to get very many people to sign up if you're too broad on topics, but if you're very specific on on what they're going to get out of it, you'll have an easier time getting people to sign up. Number four, choose a consistent day and time for your series. Consistency is key. You might even poll your audience for this. Um, So when I was making some updates to the L chat and considering ways to make it better, especially over the summer, I asked people, do you want me to continue with the Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time time slot? And I had them vote on a few other times and they stuck with this one. I wanted to make sure that as many people could um, sign up for it as possible. Number five, create promo graphics. Um, and this isn't very hard. If you have a template, you can do it through Adobe Illustrator. Here's a look at my templates every week. I just go in and change the text and change the colors. Um, you could also do it through something like Canva has, has good templates. I don't know if they specifically have them for webinars, but you could work with one of their other templates um, and make it work. I'm a huge fan of Adobe Illustrator, though, and could not function without it. So I do everything in there. Number six, create a specific page on your website for replays and registration. So if you go to the l and company site, an example of this is the L chat page. It's in the top navigation. I try to put a lot of emphasis on it um, and allow people to not only register for upcoming L chats, but then I have a replay section underneath. It's a great way to just get people's foot in the door to watch replays um, and Yeah, build trust and engagement with people, even if it's just through the replays. And then hopefully, they'll come and see um, or tune in live to one of your weekly webinars as well. Number seven, promote your webinars. So a couple channels that I found helpful for promoting. Mailing list is huge. I cannot... Under or overestimate how helpful using your mailing list is to pointing people back to your webinars. Um, Every time that I send an email out to my newsletter and point to the L chat, I get hundreds more viewers than if I don't. Um, And so the mailing list has been the most effective way that I've found, especially because I have people who've signed up for LChats in the past. And that's the way I've been able to really build my list. And so that's a good method. Social media. I've been trying to do Instagram stories to make it a little bit more engaging. I've even done Facebook Lives to try to point people back to LChat or, you know, generate hype about the upcoming LChat. In your blog sidebar, if you have your graphics there for people to be able to sign up, draw more attention to it. Um, Add a Facebook event. Marissa, my assistant, does this every week. She goes in and um, adds an actual Facebook event um, so that people can see that there and hopefully sign up. And then Crowdcast makes this really easy, too, with the follow-along feature. And... um, you can actually send emails out to the people who have followed along with your account on Crowdcast. And that's an effective way to get people to sign up for if you're using Crowdcast. If you're not, you won't be able to use that feature. But it's really helpful for emailing um, those who are following along with you. And then number eight, repurpose your content. Once you host a webinar, don't just leave it there. You're missing out on a huge opportunity to expand your reach um, by repurposing content. So consider things like a blog post recap. That's super helpful with show notes. Um, And again, you can include the Rev transcript if you choose to use Rev, your slides, um, your Crowdcast window. so that you can have the replay there, any links that you share. Super helpful resource for people. Post it to YouTube to expand your reach there. Facebook Live, if you use Crowdcast, you can stream it right to Facebook Live. Um, You can also stream it to like Periscope and YouTube um, live stream. You can do that too. Slide share for your slides if you use slides. And then eventually, you might not do it right away, but once you get the hang of it, Start a podcast, take the audio from it and start a podcast, or now they have the video podcast option, which is another fantastic option. So um, I want to leave enough time for questions because we have 13 in there right now, and I'm sure there are a couple more. Um, so if you have any questions about starting a weekly webinar series or the benefits of it, feel free to ask them in there To make the screen a little bit bigger awesome. And if you want to go back to see those slides for any of the resources like um, the equipment or any of that, I'll link to that in the show notes so you can find that on the blog on Monday. All right. So questions. Rumeza, I hope I'm saying that right, asks, should you wait until you have a considerable amount of followers before starting a webinar series? I'm starting a new business and I'm scared my webinar will have a low and embarrassing turnout. I understand that. I think that's a fear that a lot of you have. I'm going to check back in the poll. Um, yes. So 30% of you also have that fear and 50% of you have the fears of all of the above. So about 80% of you are afraid of people not tuning in. Um, so I definitely understand that. What I would suggest doing, I do think that you need to have somewhat of an audience so that people do tune in and are engaged. Um you can start doing other things like Facebook Live events and start out there, um, YouTube Live. Start doing more video content, and you can you can use those outlets. I would definitely do Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and then you can start pointing people into a platform like Crowdcast and start doing these weekly webinar series. Um, but I think that getting your face in front of the camera and doing more videos even if you record a video and put it on your blog I think that's a great way and then you can start spreading the word and maybe even do a little launch around your weekly webinar series and gain a lot of attention and hype um, through that and start to build your following or um, start to invite some really great guests on who have a good um, a good sized audience and a great web presence and Maybe make that, if you're going to invite guests, make it standard that they need to share it on certain outlets, too, if they're going to join you. And that way, you're, you know that some people will be tuning in. Or another option, or all of the above, you could do all of the above, would be to reach out to some people who do webinars already and try to get on with them as a guest. So those are all options, but I do think it's helpful to have a little bit of an audience beforehand, but I think that you can go ahead and do some things like Facebook Live and Instagram Live to start prepping the audience you do have for these weekly webinars. So I hope that's helpful. Also, what you could do is do the weekly webinars, even if you don't have very many people tune in, stream it to Facebook Live and stream it to YouTube Live, and you might start to have more people tune in that way. So I hope that answers your question. Rachel says, how do you consistently come up with ideas for webinars and create so much content for them each week? I'd love to do more webinars, but I worry about how much time it will take up. So a lot of times I look at the FAQs, like I mentioned a moment ago, um, and I also reach out to the own company community for ideas. Um, If there's anything that I've done where I've gotten a specific result, like a few weeks ago I shared about creating and keeping up with a client waiting list or how I grew my client waiting list to 250 plus prospective clients, um, that had a direct result. I also hope to do one soon on why I deleted 7,000 subscribers from my list last week. So some of those that are more specific are really helpful. And what I'd encourage you to do, if you find yourself talking to people about certain things and you go on a coffee date with someone and you talk to them about it for an hour and it's business related, consider doing a webinar on that. So um, I think it was last week I shared about growing website traffic and the idea for that Webinar came from a conversation I had with a guy who is struggling to grow his website traffic. So, again, that's an FAQ, but if you find that you could talk for an hour on a certain subject, that's a really great place to start. And the more and more you do that, same thing goes with blogging. The more and more you blog, the more and more you host weekly webinars, the more and more you create content. Um, the more you'll get to know your audience and what they're looking for. And it'll be easier to come up with topics. I think the hardest part is just getting started. Um, I also have some brainstorming exercises on the Ellen company blog for blog posts, but they could also apply to um, weekly webinars. And so if you go there, one of them is called 50 no fluff content ideas. Um, you can find that one. There's 50 more no fluff Um, Content rich blog post ideas. And then there's how to come up with 60 blog post ideas in 30 minutes, I think. And that's a really fun exercise. So I'll link to those in the show notes as well. Christy says, I have a series of webinar topics, but to make the most out of the exercises, the attendees participate by or participation by speaking or chat would make all the difference. How do you encourage people to chime in? I try to encourage people to chime in through fun things like the polls. The polls are the easiest way to chime in because those who are a little shyer can just click a mouse. Um, I like polls for that reason. I also have the question section, which is super helpful. And I try to ask um, people a question when they first come in. Usually, where are you tuning in from? Because I want to know that, but because people can all chime in with where they're tuning in from. Um, that's something that I need to think about more often, too, is... Asking more questions like that just throughout the webinar so that people can tune in to the comment section. And I think also it's easy when you're sitting in a room all by yourself hosting a webinar to just think it's you presenting and it can be a little awkward. But if you really think about it as having a coffee date with a friend, um, it opens you up to make it more conversational. And, and people will start to feel that and feel like they can tune into. Also mentioning people by name when they do reach out is helpful, even if I botch the name, which I'm so terrible at, but y'all are patient with me. Um, those are all ways to create just more engagement. But Crowdcast does make that easy with the questions and the polls. Um, Shakira says, what systems and gear do you use for your webinar? You probably asked this before. I got to that part, um, but the camera, the microphone lighting, I just set up near a window. Um, but if you are a photographer or a videographer and you have good lighting tips, feel free to leave them in the comments or comment on the show notes or better yet, let me know in the Ellen company community on that our Facebook group that we have. Um, I would, I would love to know those, but really I just use the webcam, the road podcasting mic and the boom arm and the shock thing. Yeah, that I told you about a second ago. (laughs) All right, Melissa says, what ways for sharing advertising about a webinar are most effective? The ones I shared a moment ago, all of those are great, but really what I can't emphasize enough is your mailing list. So um, tell a story. Tell people why you are hosting the webinar to generate interest. Uh, Maybe do a little teaser. Um, You could even do a short video and put it in um, an email to your subscribers. But I found that writing emails and only having one call to action, which would be to register for the webinar, is, is an awesome way to go. Suzanne says, from Denmark, not Norway, says, how do you convince someone else to join your webinar as guest if you're new in business and therefore don't have a large following or authority? I don't think that you have to have a large following or authority. I think if you're really specific on the takeaways for people and you focus on the benefits, that it really doesn't matter. Um, If I was first starting out, I would start talking about logo design and how to create a -a one-of-a-kind logo. I would start talking about um, the critical elements on your website that make it more user-friendly and keep people coming back. Some of those topics that I know about and can start to build an authority. if you don't do things like blogging and weekly webinars and pumping out content, you'll never have a chance to expand your following or build authority on any, on anything. So this is a great way to start. Also, by doing Facebook Live events, partnering with other people in your industry, like I said a moment ago, but um, don't let it hold you back from getting started. You have to start somewhere. And when I started, I had like 40 people sign up and I was thrilled. Um, now I have a few hundred people sign up, and I'm still thrilled. Um, so you have to start somewhere, and and if you don't, you'll never have an opportunity to grow. So Michelle says, would weekly Facebook Lives be a good alternative versus using a platform like Crowdcast or Webinar Jam? Um, Facebook Live is great, but oh. I'll get to you. I'll get back to your question in a second, Suzanne. I'm sorry I misunderstood it. Um, Facebook Live is a great option, and I've actually gone back and forth on this for a long time. The only thing with Facebook Live is that I, I can't get email addresses from it. I could if I had something like a content upgrade, which is great. Um, but I love the engagement options on Crowdcast. I love the replay option, um, and I love that I can repurpose repurpose it. So. Um, I think Facebook Live is a great way to start, but I think moving into something like Crowdcast could be super helpful too. And Suzanne says, I meant if you want to invite guests and speakers for your webinars. If you're just starting out, um, I would go for it. You never know unless you try. Some people will be totally up for it. Some might say no at first, and that's okay, but um, go for it. Ask people. You might not go for super big fish right off the bat. Um, but you can start to invite people. Absolutely. Reach out to people. You might be surprised. Quick story on this just to go to show that goes to show that you never know unless you ask. And I I tell people this all the time. Um, my husband's aunt, she's a short little thing, like 4'10", um, went to a book signing for President Bush after he was in office and, and after he came out with with his book and slipped him a note and asked him um, if he mentors young men thinking about her oldest son, Clint, Jake's cousin. And she put herself out there thinking the worst he can say is no. She got a call from some people who worked for President Bush, and he invited him to his office in Dallas, I think it was, one-on-one, and he got to spend an hour or two one-on-one with President Bush because his mom slipped a note at a book signing. So it just goes to show that if you're willing to put yourself out there, um, you never know what can happen, and the worst they can say is no. So I say go for it. Alicia says, I second the question about Facebook Live versus doing a webinar. What advantages do you see in hosting a webinar versus Facebook Live? I also love that you transform your webinar into a podcast. I was wondering if you knew if that was possible with Facebook Live, too. I don't know if that's possible with Facebook Live. Um, Hosting a webinar gives you the advantage of the engagement. Also, on Facebook Live, it can be a little finicky. People have to... If you you were to say, I'm jumping on at Facebook Live, they could write it down. But with the webinar and with Crowdcast, people register. And then it sends them emails um, that, hey, it's starting soon. You collect those email addresses, which is one of the biggest benefits. And you cannot do that on Facebook Live. Um, I also think that webinars can be seen as premium content. And so, I don't know. That's why I did it in the Ellen Company Facebook group, the community rather than on my page, um, because it's more premium content. I also don't know if you can download the videos from Facebook live onto something like YouTube. That's something to think about. But if you do it through Crowdcast, you have the best of all worlds. You can stream it to Facebook live. You can have the interaction and the polls and the questions. You can download the videos. You can embed the window. So there's a lot more versatility with doing it in, um, in a platform like this, but definitely start with Facebook live and, and see how it takes there. If you already have an audience on Facebook, Alicia also asked what pricing level do you recommend on crowdcast light professional or business start out on light. And as you grow, move up to professional and then move up to business. Um, I, I have, I think a 500 attendee cap, not for people who register, but for people who tune in live I don't think I've hit 500 yet. Um, if I get to that, I might need to reach out to Crowdcast and see if I can move it up a little bit. But start out, with, start out small and see how that works, and then bump up as you go. You can always bump it up if you need to. Um, Christy says, can I make the video of myself smaller so that the slides take up most of the screen? Yes, so for example, I'll just show you right now. Um, I can focus the screen just on the slides if I want to. Um, I found that when I did that, though, that some people lost engagement. I don't know. There was something about seeing a face and the slide at the same time. So you can go back and forth between the two like this, or I can focus it just on me, too. Um, you can also have guests on and do the same thing. So you can focus on your guests. You can see the two of you. I think you can have up to five people, maybe four people live at a time. So that's helpful to know, too. Michelle says, would you suggest working on creating more blog posts and building a bigger blog following before starting a webinar or at the same time? I think they can go hand in hand. Um, I think it was helpful for me to have a blog following beforehand. But honestly, I don't know. I say go for it. Test it out. See how it works. Use them to go hand in hand. So you can host a weekly webinar post it to the blog. Use the blog to point people back to the webinar. They go hand in hand even if you're um, just using, repurposing the content. So in some ways, if you already have a blog following, it might be easier to start a webinar because you have people following along already, but you might have people following along on your mailing list or your social channels. So um, I say go for it. All right. Melissa, what topics would you recommend for an illustrator artist who desires to sell their work? As an illustrator, I could do the webinar topic of teaching art tips that I don't think some of that will really draw the audience I'm looking for. Would love help and suggestions. If anyone in the audience has ideas too, please do chime in. This is an awesome question for the Ellen Company community group on Facebook. People are awesome with tuning in with their opinions on this. Um, I think this would be especially helpful for you because you could even show people how you draw. So screen share um, and share with people how you draw your artwork. If you do it online, if you're digitizing things, I think um, tutorials would be a humongous advantage to doing it on um, in a webinar form. Right off the top of my head. That's what I would be really interested in seeing stuff like the tools you use. um, And, you know, depending on what you do for illustration, if you're if you paint or do things like that. Um, But I know for video content, I follow an illustrator um, on Instagram and she always posts Instagram stories of her work, I could watch her all day long. It's like watching Bob Ross or something. (laughs) Um, And so I think doing things like that in tutorials would be really awesome, but I'd love everyone else's opinion on this too. And truly go ask this in the Ellen Company Facebook group and you'll get some awesome answers. All right. We only have one more minute and three more questions. I'm going to try to fly. Um, Alicia says, if your webinar content also covers something you've covered in a blog post, do you link the video to that blog post or do you just create a new blog post specifically for the new webinar or both? I hope that makes sense. Yes, because I've done this. I've repurposed blog content that was like two years old for an L chat and I've done it recently. Um, Go for it. You might title it something different. You might add to the content, but what I would do is... Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Share that same content on um, a webinar and then share the show notes on the blog. Chances are, depending on how long ago it was, people won't notice. And people probably won't see the same two posts unless, you, you know, it was the last post that you wrote. So you might want to spread it out, but definitely you can repurpose blog content for webinar content, too. Thank you for saying that because I totally forgot to share that um, in this webinar. Alicia says, do you ever use your webinars in a traditional way, meaning to promote a certain challenge or to promote a product? If so, how often do you space those out with the informative webinars? Um, I have done that in the past. I've definitely done it recently with Freelance Academy and sharing how I grew um, my waiting list to 250 prospective people and mentioned Freelance Academy in it just organically and use that call to action to get people to sign up. So I do do that. But I space it out and I usually just um, just do it during launches. So and my launches come at least every few months or at most every few months. So they're pretty spaced out in between. And I don't do a huge push for selling right at the end either. Like if you buy now, you'll get these bonuses and all that stuff. I'm not good at that at all. Ask my husband. I've tried before and failed miserably and it was really embarrassing. Um, Eliza said, why do you think weekly webinars are better than YouTube to promote your website or blog? Because they're live. And you can do YouTube live, too. But I feel like there's something special about getting people to register. I think you get so much more engagement when people register and make time for your webinars, too. Um, And you can collect emails. So I think that um, weekly webinars are much better. And you can then repurpose the content to YouTube, too. So you get the best of all worlds. Great questions, y'all, 15 of them. Sorry to go a couple minutes over, but I felt like it was worth it this go round. I hope that y'all enjoyed this webinar. I'm grateful that you tune in every week, and I would love to see some of you hosting weekly webinars for yourself and reaping all the benefits that come from hosting weekly webinars. If you have any other questions on this topic that you didn't ask or that for some reason I didn't get to or you're tuning into the replay, Go to the Ellen Company community, and I'll actually grab a link to this right now um, before y'all go. But if you go to Facebook and you look up Ellen Company community, you can find it there, too. guys, I should have grabbed this ahead of time. Um, But if you have questions, that's a great place to ask them. Um, Let's see. Sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. There we go. Um, I'll grab a link for y'all. There we go. Awesome. Thanks for bearing with me. Here we go. You can ask questions in there and I would love to answer them for you. Um, And if you're on Facebook live, I'll go back and answer some of those questions too. Um, But thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that y'all have a great week. Best luck with your weekly webinar series. If I can help out in any way, don't hesitate to contact me and let me know. Next week's L chat is going to be focused on the emotional ups and downs of starting and scaling your business. I don't talk about emotions that much. I'm very much an action step kind of person. Um, but I do I have dealt with perfectionism and I have felt with trying to find my worth in my work and um, some topics like that. What I do if I'm um, I'm feeling doubtful over my work or doubting myself, and so I'm going to dive into those topics next week. So if you're interested in that, um, go to my account. You can see all the upcoming L chats, or you can go to ellencompanydesign.com/lchat and you can register for it there. I think that will be a good one, and that y'all will enjoy that one as well. I hope to see you in another L chat very soon, and I hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the LCHAT podcast. For show notes, a replay of the original live stream, slides, and more, head on over to ellencompanydesign.com slash LCHAT. Hope you'll join in again soon.